This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. What I enjoy is really looking out for folks and helping them retire successfully and really put a little bit of ease in their life. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. It's a totally different day and age now. You have to embrace the change, but I've always said it's about the plan. It's not about the products. Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial want to help you unlock the keys to your retirement. And I'm Heather Branch here with financial advisor Pat Volk of Abish Financial Services, asking him questions about the things that you can be doing now to prepare for your financial future, thinking about the time you're approaching your retirement, or perhaps the time now, if you are already in retirement, now more than ever, we have lots of questions about how to manage all that is the financial sea of of questions and daunting tasks that are in front of us, Pat. And I am glad to have you here. A man with experience over 30 years You've been in this industry, is that correct? That's correct. I was seven years old, however, when I started. <laughs> That's amazing. You're a savant. I, I... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> my, my, the lack of hair and the gray hair oh. <laughs> says otherwise. Listen, that's the beauty of podcasting. Nobody knows what you look like. Unless... I know, beautiful. I have a face for radio, as they say. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. All right, so for 30 years, you've been working as a financial advisor and a financial educator, yeah. and you actually have personal personal reasons as to why you got into this field? Yeah, very much so. Uh, Going back when I uh, was actually a sophomore in college, unfortunately, my dad, uh, 51 at the time, lost his job. Mm. And when he was looking around for other employment, very unfortunately, found out he had pancreatic cancer and passed away Uh, very quickly. My mom was 47. And we're going back into the late 80s. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and really did not know anything about the household finances Mm. and started looking around for help and unfortunately ran into what I would refer to as just a bunch of salespeople Mm. and they wanted to sell our products. I don't like to put a bad light on these people. They were doing what they felt was best. I understand, but it really wasn't what my mom needed. And I even remember sitting down with an accountant and the accountant telling my mom she just needs to sell the house. Hmm. And I thank God we ran into a real financial planner who was able to sit down with my mom with as little as she had at the time. Mm -hmm. We refinanced the house. We organized the finances. My mom, you know, did get herself a job at the school Mm -hmm. and cut to the chase. My mom is going to be 81 in a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. still lives in the house I grew up in. Mm. And she's not the wealthiest person, but she is far from destitute. And it has all to do with somebody setting up a proper financial plan for her. And I've always said, it's about the plan. It's not about the products. Right. And that's really where, when I got involved in it, I've always embraced the planning aspects. The products, they will change. I've been doing this, as you mentioned, for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, and you may even recall, Class A, Class B mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You think about the different, you know, insurance products that existed. It's a totally different day and age now. Everybody's investing in ETFs, the access that folks have. Even insurance products, it's a completely different world. And it's really something that you have to embrace the change, but the products may have changed, 
the planning, very honestly, has stayed very similar. There okay. may be some things on the tax side, but being disciplined, being consistent, and frankly, just what I enjoy is really looking out for folks and helping yeah. them you know, retire successfully and really put a little bit of ease in their life. Well, and I think that that really begins with ease is brought on by education because that is really what we are here to do in these conversations is to offer insight and education for listeners to better understand what their options are and their opportunities are. It's interesting to me that point you're making about how the planning process, even though the products in that process, the strategies in that process, the planning itself has not changed that drastically. And that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about because thinking about, I mean, nobody, that's the big expression, right? In the financial world, none of us have a crystal ball. We cannot predict what the markets are going to do in the future. We cannot predict anything about the future. We can only reflect on the past. So there was this article that I wanted to chat with you about a lot of so-called experts, they are predicting a recession to begin sometime this year. This article was talking about a financial planner who successfully guided clients through the Great Recession, thinking about 2007 to 2009. He was helping folks out in that phase. And so he has since sat down and listed out his five tips on how to survive the quote-unquote next one, the next big recession. So I wanted to run through this list with you today and talk to you about each of his five tips to get your insight and thoughts on what you think of these. Now, his five points were just to quickly run through the list. One, stick with your plan. Two, don't make bets on future performance. Three, if you can invest more, do. Four, avoid get-rich-quick investments. And five, this one's a little bit counterintuitive to the first point, be flexible with your retirement plans. So, Pat... Tell us your insight. Walk us through all of these steps. Sure. Let's just start. You know, if you can invest more, do so. Okay. Absolutely. If the markets are moving down, you are in essence buying things at a better and better value at this point. Okay. That's what we would want to look for. It doesn't mean that you need to shift all of your assets, you know, at any particular time. Mm -hmm. But if you are contributing via into a 401k, making IRA contributions, Yes, continue to put those into the market because this is meant to be a long-term investment. We're not trying to get, let's kind of hit upon one of the other points, a get-quick-rich scheme here. Right. We're looking at trying to have these investments come to fruition, hopefully over much longer than a five-year time frame, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year time frame. Mm -hmm. And you will look back and say, wow, 2022, maybe the first part of 2023, when the market was at its lows, I really got into some great bargains at that time frame, and they should come to fruition. Let the markets do their magic. Let's make sure we're taking advantage of the opportunity of buying low while the opportunity is here. Okay, got it. A few other points I would say is, you know, on a very positive note, be flexible with your retirement plans. I look back now, I'll use my grandfather. Okay. My grandfather retired back in 1973, he was 65. If we think that retirement is similar to someone who retired 50 plus years ago, 
you're crazy. Hmm. We are living in a completely different day and age. Well, the inflation uh, rates are similar. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. It's uh, com- comparable to inflation. Unbelievably you know? <laughs> enough, but yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, what comes around goes around, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But we are looking at people living much longer, living much healthier yeah. lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. If you heard of somebody passing away now in their mid-60s, you would be Shocked. stunned. Why, why so young? That's the first thing you think. Oh my gosh, so young. Exactly. But yeah. we're hearing people now are living well into their 80s, into their 90s mm-hmm. even. So when we stand back and look at this, we want to make sure that we are being flexible. This is not meant to be a one-time event. I think people feel, I'm going to retire. You're not spending your money all at once. Your money is going to last you for a 30-year time frame, hopefully even longer. Mm-hmm. So when you look at retirement, you may want to say, maybe I want to retire from the grind job. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to take on a job or a different type of career where money and compensation isn't the focus. Maybe I want to go out and volunteer, stay active. This is what I mean by being flexible. Money is still there. You still have the opportunity to save. Maybe you're not bringing in the big dollars, but if you're bringing in something that is an opportunity for you to not spend down the assets that you've accumulated quite as quickly. So that's good from, I, I believe, from a physical point of view, from a psychological point of view, yeah. from a financial point of view. Got it. But also do remain flexible. If we're going through some difficult times, they're not going to last Everything comes in time. Right. You know, what was it? The birds? Yep. <laughs> you know, what was their song? Uh-huh. Uh, turn, to turn. Everything. Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. Everything has a season. The yeah. good times, we came off the longest running bull market. Fine. It ended. Now we're coming into the recession times. It too will end. You're not going to retire and just survive throughout a complete recession. Mm-hmm. The probability of that is slim. So I would say, Remain positive, be flexible. If you maybe want to change your plans a little bit here and there, fine. But I don't think this is a time for anybody to have panic and to say the market's down, therefore my plans have changed drastically. Got it. That is not a plan. That is a reaction. Okay, got it. Understood. Yep. A couple of other points I would bring up is stick with your plan. I'm going to maybe hedge a little bit on this one. Okay. I think that really depends on who you are, what your circumstances are, what the dollars are really meant for. Mm-hmm. If I have dollars that are meant for my children's inheritance, then I have no intention of actually spending them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my plan. There's no reason for me to change course here. Mm-hmm. However, if I have dollars that I am looking at accessing and I am planning on spending, maybe because I need to spend the income or maybe because I have required minimum distributions. I'm being forced to take dollars out. I may want to change a little bit of a stance on this. I often use the analogy. I was in an airport back in April about to take a flight and they canceled it. And they're like, Pat, you got to wait. We're going to try to get another flight in here. I had a moment of decision. I had the moment to decide, do I want to wait for that flight Mm -hmm. to take back off or do I want to maybe get on a bus, get on a train, get in a rental car? Mm -hmm. I have a lot of means at my disposal here. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I'm not sticking to getting to my destination? No, I am. I'm still getting to my destination. I'm just choosing a different vehicle, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. to get to my destination. So I would say, If you have dollars that are really coming up and you know you're going to be spending them down, maybe that would be a time to say, 
Do I really want to stick with a very aggressive stock-oriented investment, or do I want to maybe orient the portfolio, not lock in my losses? I'm still staying in the market, but get into a portfolio that may not have as much volatility, so therefore I can draw upon it without really diving into the principle too much. Got it. Does that kind of make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As far as making bets on future performance, uh, that has nothing to do with a recession. That is just good, sensible just, knowledge. Everybody should follow that rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't make bets on these things. If you think something's speculative, it is speculative. Yeah. I think the one that's coming out now, you'll hear and you'll see all the advertisements for gold. Am I against a gold investment? Not at all. Do yeah. I think people should be taking all of their money and putting it into gold? No. It should be part of a portfolio. It should be part of a proper diversification. Yeah. Use it like any other asset. You don't want to go too heavy. You don't want to ignore it. What really kind of concerns me with the gold is that I feel that it's being marketed on fear. Got it. That's the biggest concern that I have. You see the ads. They act like tanks are rolling down the street and you're going to need gold. Mm -hmm. That's not the answer. Gold typically hangs around 2000. It's been lower than that. It probably will go up a little bit just because of the recession, just because of some of the concerns surrounding the U.S. dollar, the Mm -hmm. currency. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you need to overweight it or underweight it, consider it an asset. And again, like all the other assets, be it large companies, small companies, international companies, conservative investments, hold them all in the appropriate proportions for your overall risk tolerance. That's the right recommendation. All right. So then this last point, and I think it kind of feeds into the story about the gold as well, is this whole get rich quick investment process, avoiding that. I think that we could really have some in-depth conversations here on this one just because of the headlines that are coming out about cryptocurrency right now. I mean, you talk about people that really lost everything so quickly were those heavy investors. Well, I'm going to agree with Warren Buffett on the cryptocurrency in the sense that it is truly just a speculative investment. If you think about other investments that you may hold, they produce things. Mm -hmm. So if I want to go out and buy a pharmaceutical company, I know what they make. I can see it. It's tangible. If I want to go out and buy an oil company, I know what they're producing. Cryptocurrencies are just pure speculation. I often joke that they are like a religion in the sense that they are faith-based. Got it. Uh, That makes sense, though. I mean, that's a good way to put it. It is. Does that mean that it doesn't have a place in your portfolio, though? Right. It is still an asset category that is now probably more prominent in portfolios. You know, we were talking earlier about how things changed. Mm -hmm. Who would have imagined cryptocurrencies 30 years ago? Mm -hmm. But now we're looking at them. But if you wanted to incorporate them, I'd kind of, again, go back to the gold Keep them in an appropriate proportion. You don't want to go full on to these things. What does concern me coming off of the longest running bull market is the sense that with interest rates being so low at zero, basically, for more than 13 years, we have lost a lot of the fundamentals of our economy and in really looking and analyzing investments. It goes with the turf. What happens is as the markets recover, people are slow to get involved. And then near the end of a bull market, it is just pandemonium. People are betting on things. And I'm sure you can remember GameStop, AMC, Mm -hmm. Hertz. 
These were companies that had no value whatsoever, but people were building them up to maybe get against the short sellers or just, you know, try to make a quick buck. That is gambling. Mm -hmm. That is not proper financial planning. Mm -hmm. And that is where I think these get rich schemes. People are envious. You know, I'm not going to hold myself outside of that. We all see these things and say, man, I wish, you know, you wonder who's out there buying the Powerball lottery ticket. Uh, Of course, what are your odds of winning? (laughs) They're zero if you don't get a ticket, Pat. (laughs) They're close to zero if you do. Well, at least it's better than zero. (laughs) So you look at this and you say, that is really where I think people go awry is that they want this, they hear these stories, the envy comes as part of it, and I think it's just a bad move. Does that mean you shouldn't hold any cryptocurrency? That doesn't mean you should hold something that might be a little bit speculative. Fine, hold it. You know, I've often referred to uh, certain clients that will set aside a small pool of money and I'll say, that's your gambling money. Okay. That's the money you're going to go out and you're going to have a little fun because if it makes a lot, fantastic. But if you lose it, not the end of the world. You know, I grew up in upstate New York and used to go to the track Mm -hmm. up in Saratoga. Mm -hmm. That was the big thing, the big thing for the summer. Mm -hmm. I used to go up and I would have a designated amount of money I was going to go into the track with. Mm -hmm. So if I could park the car, get a couple of drinks, have a couple of meals, bet on the ponies, and I walked out and maybe I had a couple of extra bucks in my pocket. That's a win right there. A win. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have anything left in my pocket, it was a day where- You entertain yourself all day, yeah. Well spent, Mm -hmm. money well spent. Much like going out to a dinner or going to a movie. Money well spent. But there was a proportionality. I did not go up you know, with a limitless, you know, wallet saying, let's just bet it all, you know, put the family farm on anything. Keep things in proportion. Don't take on risk that you're not willing. It's risk. You could lose. So be very cautious. Got it. This whole idea of where are we with our economy? Are we in a recession or not? How can we, quote unquote, survive the next recession and the many potential recessions that could come to your doorstep during a 20, 30, 40 year retirement? The bottom line to surviving is to having the proper plan in place, one that aligns with your goals for yourself, for your family for the years ahead, one that's not stagnant, that moves with the times and continues to move with and for you. And that's what the entire team at Abish Financial Services are here to help you create. So if you have questions about your retirement savings plans, if you have questions about how to help quote unquote recession proof your savings, Pat and the team at Abish Financial Services, they are here to help you get some answers. And you can begin this conversation today just visit retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Two zero.